and welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast, New Zealand's premier motorcycling podcast made by Kiwi Riders for Kiwi Riders. My name's Ray Heron and we're in lockdown. Yep, it happened, folks. Uh, been in lockdown for over a week at this point. Now, I kind of frantically worked out what I was going to do for this episode because I had planned to go for a ride. Unfortunately, we can't do that. So I went through the Rolodex and contacted a few of the characters who have had on the show over the last 12 to 18 months and basically just had a yarn. Let's kick things off with Cullen Blackmore of smallbikestuff.com. So of course it is level 4 COVID-19 lockdown here in New Zealand. None of us can go anywhere. We were all like smug and uh, and happy that we'd kind of, uh, we got our freedoms back. And uh, now the Delta variant is in New Zealand and raging. So I don't know how long this lockdown will go for. So I pulled out my Rolodex uh, and I'm just talking to uh, to people in the know. Uh, I thought we'd catch up with the, the big man in charge of smallbikestuff.com, Cullen Blackmore, hello. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, level four, what a treat. Uh, it's, 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 it was a bit unexpected. As you say, we're all quite smug and it uh, won't happen to us, but um, it inevitably was going to, and I guess it's kind of good. Gives us keeps us on our toes. Um, we'll Everyone was kind of sitting here going, look at Australia, they're not doing very well, are yeah. they? What are they doing wrong? Exactly, exactly. And then next minute, here we are. But that's all right. Uh, it's, it's sweet. It's given some time for a lot of us to um, catch up on other things that we otherwise weren't able to do. So, um, although some of us are still working from home. Yeah, well, exactly. So am I. But um, yeah, uh, speaking of working from home, uh, last time we talked to you, you just started a job with uh, Bayride Motorcycles in Tauranga. Absolutely. This time... You're a week into another new job. Yeah, I know. I don't want to seem like that guy that just chops and changes jobs all the time. It's genuinely not not the way I roll. But um, Bayride Motorcycle is an incredible place to work. Easily the premier motorcycle dealership in Tauranga. Um, they've got an incredible range of Yamaha, Aprilia, and uh, they've also got Triumph on hand. And there's some cool models of those brands. If you're following them, you know the R7, the new Scrambler, all that kind of stuff. So um, heaps of cool stuff. But yeah, I got um, an offer from Ubco. Uh, Ubco uh, is a electric uh, utility vehicle company basically and at the moment their main product is a two by two uh utility bike that's registered as a moped so it's got two uh motors front and rear wheels so you, you literally got a two-wheel drive bike and i'll be creating a lot of their um behind the scenes video content to help them out uh with their product and, and and laying that thing out around the world so super excited for the next step um wasn't expected but hey when these opportunities come you got to jump for sure that sounds really exciting so upco they're um if, if people have probably seen them the electric bikes that Domino's use to deliver pizzas absolutely yeah so um the reason Domino's have jumped on board uh it's quite a funny story that the first time Domino's actually found out about them the um the guy that kind of instigated it all was was reading about Upco and what are the Air New Zealand flight magazines they have in, in the in the seat pockets and they wow somebody actually reads them. yeah I know this guy did and you know lo and behold look what it turned into um so they work on a subscription-based system, which is awesome. So basically, these Domino's dealers who previously used 50cc TGB two-stroke scooters and, and just a myriad of other things, a lot of people use their own personal vehicles to deliver the pizza. They can now have this as an option in which they pay a fixed amount every month, I believe. I'm still getting my head around it. And it includes you know, all the regular maintenance and stuff that you would expect. And that way, you can forecast for a few years ahead and know exactly what you're going to pay. And once that um, contract's up, you can just either get a new one or dump the big bike, to, uh, bike back to us and we can completely refurbish it and get it back out on the road in a different way, shape, and form. So just trying to be more modern, reuse, recycle, kind of get these things, um, their maximum life. Uh, a lot of the old vehicles that Domino's used to use spend a lot more time in the repair shop. 
than uh, on the road delivering, which wasn't ideal. So, yeah, it's not just a pizza delivery vehicle, but, yeah, that's probably where most Kiwis have seen them. Yeah, a lot of them are used, be, being used on farms and stuff, yeah? Yeah, it was initially designed as a, as a, as a farm bike. So Ubco uh, came about, two guys, uh, Daryl, and I'm forgetting the other guy's name. Please don't shoot me. Um, they were um, entering the Innovation Awards at, at, in the field days in 2014, I believe, and uh, one guy saw them and, and kind of took that product with them and they've developed it into what it is today. So, yeah, it's on a few farms in the country. Um, DOC, Department of Com- uh, Conservation, uses it. Um, while they don't recommend you ride your own UBCO on a trail like that, it's good for them to go and maintain trails a lot quicker than they used to, um, you know, instead of having to haul a spade and a whole bunch of tools on their back, you know, 30Ks into a bush trail, they can just jump on an UBCO and, and go do that thing in a quarter of the time. So really cool product, keen to see where it goes. There's a lot of development happening, and it's quite exciting to be with a company that's growing immensely every day. So that's your professional life, but in your personal life, you like <laughs> to curate uh, smallbikestuff.com, uh, all the social media channels, and you're in on um, on the uh, the... the, the what, what, refresh my memory, the Moped Group? Yeah, Moped NZ is a moped um, group that's just Facebook-based. Uh, basically, when I moved back to New Zealand uh, from Southeast Asia, I was living in Thailand, and I lived down the road from a, a local drag strip. And if you've ever seen videos of Southeast Asian drag racing, it's usually guys in flip-flops and jandals and um, shorts and T-shirt just blitzing down a drag strip, laying down on their stomachs. And I didn't know that was a thing until I lived near it, came back here, wanted to kind of get into small bikes, Long story short, um, here we are five, six years later, and, yeah, that's grown into about 3,000 people um, just supporting each other and, and being super positive about that scene in the country, which is really awesome. I love how underground it is. I, I didn't realise how many friends I had that were into that sort of thing until I joined the group, and then suddenly I've got, like, 15 mates in there that are all quite heavily into it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's um, it's one of those communities where, it's uh, it, being the curator of it, I'm all about um, inclusivity and just trying to make sure that we're super positive Positive. A lot of those online communities turn real dark and nasty really quickly. Some people will have a little bit of an argument and stuff like that, and I've always been quick to hit that nail on the head and just get rid of it. So, um, yeah, super positive. Anyone can ask anything. It doesn't matter whether you've literally never ridden a, a bike before or you've you know, you've got a shed full of 20 of them. Um, just, yeah, a super inclusive community, Moped NZMC on Facebook, and um, we're a moped club, not a motorcycle club, not one percenters, I promise. And, um, yeah, <laughs> we have an awesome time. I love it. Uh, so what's happening in the world of small bike stuff? I hear we've got a new monkey and new grom on the horizon. Yeah, absolutely. So small bike stuff um, is been really interesting. There's a lot of stuff happening in the world of small bikes. Recently, I, I, I got to ride the uh, the older Honda monkey again. Um, Motor Martin Wellington let me ride it last year. Um, and another Honda shop up here uh, closer to me in the North Island let me ride it. Just talking about that. Yes. They let you take that a lot further off road than they let me take it i saw you <laughs> up in the akatarawas yeah 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 absolutely no that was um that was are we talking about the one in wellington sorry yeah yeah oh no that might have been the yeah. ct125 it was the ct it was the ct i was too scared to take their beautiful monkey with the nice yoshimura exhaust into the um off, off off road anywhere really um but no the, the the most recent ride i did i took it out um in the north island out to the blue lake near um rotorua and out to lake tarawera and just had a really cool ride on it and that's exactly what these bikes are awesome for these small bikes and the the reason i find them so interesting is honda's taken this little four stroke 125 cc previously a four speed uh, engine and lumped it into like five or six bikes so parts are plentiful uh, you can do so much stuff with them I'm just looking at the moment the new monkey and the new Grom are both being released this year 2022 models but out now 
Um, and they have a five-speed gearbox, um, which is cool because they've always had a four. And to all you big bike enthusiasts out there thinking, what? Why are we getting excited about five gears? It's a big deal, all right? <laughs> we've, we've never had that before. Now, it's 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 um, it's um not really going to give us any more speed or anything, just more usability. If you've ever ridden one of those four-speed Honda boxes up a giant hill, you know that there's a big gap between second and third. That's not very fun. Um, you're either winding it wide open in second or just absolutely starving in third, not really going anywhere. And There's been some incredible develop, uh, development already. There's an American place called CJR Performance that without... Chain, opening the engine in any way, shape, or form. They've got it from about seven and a half, eight horsepower at the wheel up to about 12 horsepower just by doing a few intake mods and reflashing the ECU. So, once again, small numbers, but you know, when you're getting a third of your horsepower without any major modifications, you know, on top of what comes out of the factory, they're a pretty cool machine. And of course, running it all on a thimble of fuel. Yes, absolutely, man. You can, um, I think in stock form, you can get well over a couple of hundred Ks per tank, um, which is better than a lot of bigger adventure bikes. So, um, yeah, cool bikes, that's for sure. I'm really excited to see uh, one in person or ride one in person. I haven't touched any of the 22, 2022 models yet. Cullen Blackmore, smallbikestuff.com. Cullen, you still putting out a video a week on your YouTube channel? Absolutely, yep, always, every single week. Uh, if you're looking and it's uh, any time recent to when this is put out, then, yeah, we've got a Suzuki uh, adventure bike video that's coming out shortly. I'll be running through my Honda Chelly build that I built about two years ago and just showing you realities of living with a cool, cool bike that looks awesome. Is it actually practical? So that'll be coming out soon as well. Keep keep, keep your eyes peeled, always updating. Smallbikestuff.com, uh, youtube.com slash smallbikestuff, on Instagram, on Facebook, everywhere on the internet. You can find me, just Google. And since I talked to Cullum, uh, and I thought I'd better catch up with Damien at Bayride Motorcycles as well. Good Ray, how are you, my man? <laughs> Get in there slowly. Get in there. Yeah, I mean, gosh. when you can't go out riding on your bike, what do you do? I guess you guys, are you allowed to go into Bayride at the moment? No, so officially all businesses must be closed unless it's really urgent at the time. Um, and it needs to be something pretty specific like a nurse breaks down on the way to work on a motorcycle and we're allowed to go and help. Uh, or a farmer with an actual breakdown at the time. So we can't even be there just doing general servicing. Um, there's certain things we can do and can't do. It's a bit confusing, actually. Mm, wow, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a whole new world we're navigating. Luckily, this is our second time around. So we've, we've kind of had the dry run last year, and we kind of know what we're up to, right? Yeah, I think we're a bit more, uh, bit more wise this time. We, we pretty much know that the uh, world's not going to end. That's kind of helpful. Yeah, and we'll come out of it, and sooner or later, the uh, the local motorcyclists of Tauranga can come and visit you. So let's talk about Bayride. What brands do you stock? Yeah, so we're the agents for Yamaha, Aprilia, and Triumph. And uh, actually, we've had a really good week. So this week we had the arrival of the new Aprilia RS660, and uh, I was lucky enough to take one out for a quick ride. We set one up for a customer. It's going out, so we had to do a wharf run and a, and a PDI check, so a road run check. I got to ride that, and I came back absolutely buzzing. This is the new 660 uh, two-cylinder with 100 horsepower, super light and nimble. Suspension's amazing. What a cool bike. really enjoyed that. I'm pretty sure a lot of our listeners will be quite familiar with the likes of the MT-07 and the SV650. How does the Aprilia stack up? So this is a full-feature, technology-packed bike. So where a lot of the others are, you know, Cool bike, Sentio 7, as you know, is a great machine, um, but the RS660 just takes it to the next level, so it's just feature pack with every sort of technology, um, you know, cornering headlights, it's got 
you know, auto day night lights. It's got a full full color dash. It's got quick shifter up and down with the auto blip. It's got a six axis IMU, so that's the cornering ABS, cornering traction control, wheelie control, cruise control. Um, the, the engine's just absolutely stunning. Uh, with 100 horsepower, it just hits that sweet spot. That's what a uh, Superbox used to put out about, what, 15, 20 years ago. That sounds like a nice bit of kit. Yeah, it's really cool. I love it. Um, and it's, it's comfortable. The suspension's like nice and compliant for our New Zealand roads. So, yeah, I came back from that pretty excited. Um, and I got to ride our brand-new Triumph Speed Triple 1200 RS on the weekend. So I took that out for a decent ride. That's a, a, a new stunning machine as well so finally we've got a you know a 1200 cc trot pumping at 180 horsepower stock standard um and that's got all the goodies on it as well so the quick shifter up and down uh wheel control slide control you name it cruise control it's even got built-in uh, built-in nav navigation so that's all uh controlled from your cell phone and that's a really that's a really exciting bike that's got a beautiful planted uh, front end on it and that, that triple um, mid-range pound it just comes on so strong so I really enjoyed the ride on that on the weekend um, so quite cool I got out of, oh I got out on the new uh, Yamaha MT09 SP as well on the weekend um, and that's a new weapon so I got three three really cool Yamahas that uh, look, Yamaha Triumph and a pretty that just turned up recently and I got to go uh, on a ride on all three of those just before lockdown so lucky me <laughs> just to clarify as well, I mean, this is coming out uh, the, thir- the second Thursday of lockdown. When you say the weekend, we're talking about last weekend, not the weekend just being where we were completely locked down. So if anyone was worrying, uh, he's not out there hooning around because we don't want people hitting the uh, hitting the you know the mountain passes and the and the trails during level four lockdown. No, no, there's no riding right now. Um, the only way you should be riding is if you are actually riding to the supermarket and back with no tricks in between. Hey, now, Damien, I touched base with you late last year, early this year, and we were talking the MT-07. I touched base just to see, sorry, not the MT-07, the Tenere 700, just to see what stock levels were like. And we, at that stage, we were expecting the next lot of Tenere's to come into the country around about April, May. Um, did we get that shipment? No, so, and you know all about the Tenere 700s, don't you? So, <laughs> <laughs> so the Tenere 700 actually has been one it's been a worldwide sensation and a new zealand winner um that machine is actually made in france and there's been a a major hold up with tenere's coming to new zealand from that side of the world so the the shipping lines or the ships have decided that they're not going to come from from france and italy to new zealand and so that shipment hasn't arrived there's around 200 tenere's destined for Australia and New Zealand. And we're not going to see those now until early next year. Um, and as far as we can tell, they're all pre-sold. Um, so it looks like Yamaha uh, in Japan are looking at shifting some production of generators into the Japan factories so they can start supplying uh, our region uh, a lot quicker. Am I right in saying that they were initially going to re? They our Tenere's were going to be J- Japanese models, but they didn't ramp up the Japanese factory after the last massive COVID outbreak. Yeah, something like that. Um, and I didn't even know they were being made in in France, um, but apparently that's that's how how it's working. So yeah, it looks like Japan are going to look at producing the Tenere 700s for us. 
um, well, not just for Bayrod, obviously, but for us in Australia, uh, so we can start getting our hands on them again. How's yours running? Yeah, mine's doing really well. Sixteen thousand k so far, um, and and it's uh, I've actually done about eleven thousand k on the on, on the OEM tires, which is uh, a, a lot better than a lot of people told me it was they were going to do. So, um, I mean, it's pretty good for adventure tires. Yeah, that's good, isn't it? Yeah. Well, actually, funny thing about tires, we're seeing that uh, OEM tires or tires fitted on the bikes, you know, from the factory, and we all know they used to be pretty rubbish. We're actually seeing some really good results on stock tyres on bikes, just like you're finding out with your Tenere 700. Um, yeah, so something's happening there with tyres that are coming out from the factory, uh, grippier, they're lasting longer. Um, and we're just seeing uh, the new Triumph Rocket 2.5 litre, so the Rocket 3, it's a turn up litre bike with 160 horsepower. It's a bit, it's a bit heavy cruiser. We're seeing customers getting 16,000 kilometres out of those. Um, wow, that's a decent amount of Ks. Oh, that's crazy. So the original Rocket 3, the 2.3 litre, we're often 4,000 4, and 5,000 Ks out of a set of tyres, depending on how hard you ride. Um, and that's, you know, putting on the best tyres we could find. Now we're seeing factory tyres with 16,000 Ks on them. And I guess some of that's the tyres, but some of it's to do with how well the bikes are made now, how well balanced they are. And and the the electronics that control the power, um, just getting that power down to the road correctly, so we're not chewing the tyres out. So, yeah, the whole the whole tyre discussion is always a great one, isn't it? It is. Um, where are we at with? I know your uh, your twenty twenty one twenty twenty two model MTO sevens MTO nines are arriving now. Where are we at with the R seven? Yeah, so the R sevens destined to arrive November December. Um, I haven't heard any changes to that. So that's going to be a pretty exciting model. I think we're looking at around uh, the $14,000 mark for an M- for an R7. And as we know, it's based on the, the awesome MTO7 engine and MCO7 chassis. So that's going to be a pretty cool bike. So yeah, we're looking at summer this year. Can you still get the R6? So the R6 is now um, end of an era. So the iconic R6 will cease. Um there's still a few in dealerships at the moment, so that's the last of the last. Um, so get your hands on those while you still can. The the sort of Super Sport 600 class is just about just about finished on every every manufacturer now. Uh, and I just spotted online today. There's a pretty strong rumour about a new R9. So that will be a the new chassis MT09 MT09 engine um, in a in a sports bike frame. So. Look out for the new R9, maybe in a new year or two. Interesting. I um I haven't I expected them to do a Tenere 900 as well. Uh, I don't know if they will, but I kind of expected to see that uh, not long after they announced the the T7. Yeah, that, that could be kind uh, of cool. Just using you know using those CP2 and CP3 engines across the across the platform. Yeah, well you could use the basis of the Tracer 9 GT. So that's just been released as well. That's a new. The new version of the Tracer 900 called Tracer 9 GT now. Um, we had the first one of those go out the door a couple of weeks ago. So it's got uh, electronic suspension all around, and the customer feedback from from him is like phenomenal. So it wouldn't be too hard to turn one of those into an adventure bike, would it? Just longer suspension, spoke wheels. It'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it? Mm. And that would that would sort of compete with a what Triumph Tiger 900 or BMW 850. Yeah, for sure.
Anything else going down at Bayride? Well, have you heard the latest news about triathlist motocross? We have, but that's an interesting topic. Let's bring it up. The inside information tells us that trying to bring it out motocross race bikes, there'll be 250cc and a 450. In the enduro space, they're bringing out a really wide range. It looks like 250cc, 350, a 400, 450, and a 500 enduro. That's a pretty comprehensive range for enduro, isn't it? It, it is, it is. And apparently they're doing their homework. They're going to be doing it, they're going to do it right. So the Triumph are going to do it if they do a half-pie job. Uh, rumours around, uh, you know, Triumph using someone else's technology are uh, uh, not true. So it's going to be Triumph from the, from the bottom up. So it'll be their own... Uh, frame and I did see on the internet that somebody had photoshopped a Triumph logo onto the side of a KTM and a Triumph logo onto the side of a two-stroke Suzuki, and I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. So that's just, but yeah, so the rumours are, are abound that they would, you know, co-brand with someone else, uh, which is the cheap and easy way to go. But no, no, Triumph are doing their own thing, and uh, it'll be their own. So uh, they've got a couple of great ambassadors working with them, and they're pretty excited about that. But don't expect to see those until about 2023. So that's a, that's a pretty cool development. Well, thanks for the insider information, Damien. Bayride Motorcycles, when we're allowed to come and visit you, we'll come and visit you. Uh, and if anything, if you hear anything else through the grapevine, we'd love to hear from you uh, directly. Yeah, that's good. Let us know when you're coming up. We'll get some new tyres fitted to your T7 on the way. And then somebody who'd just done a recent trip across the country, well, across the North Island anyway, Auckland, Wellington and back. It is Chris Smith from Pass Masters, a fellow T7 rider as well. G'day, Chris. How's lockdown treating you? G'day, mate. Oh, do you know what? It's not as bad yet. Day two, we're not too, it's not too bad. Yeah. Just spending a bit of time at home with the kids, uh, prepping the bikes, ready for upcoming race season. Fingers crossed on that one. And uh, setting up some obstacles in the garden for the T7. Nice. Uh, whereabouts in the country are you based? We are just north of the Bombay, unfortunately. So, uh, yeah. Oh, so you're just inside the uh, yeah, cutoff. Inside. Well, the other end of the paddock is kind of on the outside. So, yeah, right, literally sitting on that border. Um, so let's start with the T7. I mean, you've been riding it almost as long as I've had mine. You've got fancy graphics on yours. Talk me through it. What are your thoughts of the uh, of the mighty Tenere 700? Well, it's a funny one because we bought one oh, last mid last year it was the one of the first ones that came out from Yamaha it was their Extemo one we bought it because Ben needed a new bike and he said that that was the one he wanted so we bought one and I rode it for about about a week um, put about 1000 k's on it and to be honest didn't really like it Um, it was just very different to what I've been used to with V-Stroms and the Z900s that I'm used to. So I wasn't sure. So we went to Ben, and, and Ben just fed enough of it. And he was always raving about it. And we, we put a graphics kit on that one just for when he falls off it. Um, and he, he he grew to like it. Um, and, and he grew to like it more and more. And he kept just pestering me and pestering me. So when I had to go and buy something new for me, my one of my V-Stroms got to just under 200,000 Ks, and I thought I'd better get rid of it. Um, so we flicked that off, and I bought the T7 for me. And I fell in love with it. Having then spent a good uh, two weeks on it, I, I, every day I grew to like it more and more. And it's, and it's versatility. 
it kind of did everything I wanted it to do. It didn't do anything exceptionally well on a daily basis. You know, it was comfortable. It's tall. It's cheap on gas. It's cheap on tyres. It was perfect. Um, then I took it down uh, into Woodhill Forest and gave it a good kick in through the sand track. And that's where it really came alive. Uh, and I came away from there with the biggest grin on my face. Um, it was just fantastic, mate. did everything I wanted it to do. It was heavy like a V-Strom, but manoeuvrable like something way, way lighter. So, yeah, it was, it, it was great, absolutely great. And, and now it's, that's the weapon of choice. But it did take a while. To be fair. So that that's what you're riding around behind lunar riders and and, and training people yep, with. Yeah, it will do everything. So we can do we can ride around training at the the lower end of the the courses, the bronzes, and and you know where, where speeds a little bit lower and people are a little bit newer. And I recently took it out one of the gold courses where we were doing about 500 k's in the day, and uh, yeah, it was as good as gold. Nice. How many Ks have you done on yours so far? Uh, I've done just over 10,000 on mine, and Ben's done about 30,000 on his. I've just clicked over 16,000. Good effort. Oh, that's good to know that you're uh, you're enamoured with your T7. Um, have you done anything apart from graphics to it? I have uh, uh, done the um and the graphics, and that is about all, other than lightening the throttles up a little bit because it's quite heavy. Um, and moving the screen up about 30 mil. And what did you do to lighten the throttle? Because uh, I actually had that same comment to somebody else a couple of months ago, and they said, oh, you're dreaming. Nah, so you take the spring off the side of the throttle body, which you can see on the left-hand side, and uh, re-bend it so it's not as... Uh, and as much tension. And refit it, and it's so much lighter. It's, it's halved. But when you talk about fatigue... It uh, makes a massive difference, uh, especially with my ride the other day, which went from Wellington to Auckland. Um, to have that nice night's ride was just fantastic. I actually did the same ride. I, I did um, Auckland to Wellington, and after, you know, after, well, halfway there, my wrist was just aching. Yeah, so this stops that, eh? It was really good. What else have you got going on? I mean, I hear you did a bit of a ride Wellington to Auckland. I saw some stunning photos up um, on the snowy peaks of, uh, I think it was the backside of Mount Ruapehu. Yeah, took it up uh, the Tokino Ski Field Road where it says four-wheel drive access. I figured one-wheel drive was enough. Uh, that's been good. Took it up there and sat in the snow and pondered over life. Um it doesn't go that well in the snow, I'll be honest. Is there any motorcycle that does without, you know, spike tyres? Uh, no, not, not really, not without the right, it's all about tyre choice, isn't it? <laughs> no. Yeah, speed is the key, I think. But it was, yeah, no, that was, on that we've done a lot of, um, every time I come back from Talpo for work, I always take the, the back roads, uh, and there's an awful lot of um, forestry tracks on route, so I'm constantly smashing through there. Um, we've got a lot of back roads up here, gravelly roads. I uh, I take it quite often to the motocross track, and I launched it the other day, came off it big time, um, bent the handlebars, I had to go and fit new ones, so I've um, seen some rental fat bars on. Uh, they actually had better bend than the original ones, so it actually worked better for me. So it was a, an accident or an incident that caused uh, hundreds of dollars worth of improvements to my motorcycle. That, that's actually a fair point because I've been thinking about what kind of bars you would put on one. Um, so Renthal, what did you say, Fat Boy? The Renthal Fat Bar 
Um, and it's, oh, I'd have to go look what end it was, but they're all so many different things. I, I just kept picking them up in the shop until one fell right. And then went, yeah, that'll do. Hey, um, while we got you here, uh, you are a, a motorcycle trainer. You've got a lot of experience riding bikes and training people and talking, you know. Uh, I'm sure you've got a few tips up your sleeve. We're coming to the end of winter and sooner or later lockdown will end, we'll be able to get back out on our bikes. You got any tips for people who might have parked their bike up over winter and um, are thinking about getting out on, on two wheels? Oh, definitely. Don't rush. Don't rush out. So many people are itching to get back out there, even after the few days that we've had so far, and who knows how long this is going to be. Motorcycling is it's a perishable skill. You never really forget how to do it, but the, the finer points you definitely lose and takes a while to get back into that. So especially if you're living uh, in a city, you know, you, you forget the, the traffic volumes that now you're used to not being there, and that comes back obviously it has a big impact on our own safety and and those that are living rurally you know uh, there's more traffic there's uh, more idiots out on the road and you've got a whole heap of, of different scenarios that can unfold that you're now not used to so don't rush to get out there take it take your time with it brilliant well, thank you very much for that. Uh, I hope you um, you don't get too bogged down with. Uh, I, I think you were you were feeding your kids last I heard. Yeah, mate, they're okay. <laughs> Lock them in a cupboard. Yeah, Lock them in a cupboard and gone outside and lit a fire. By the sounds of it, that's the one. <laughs> well, you uh, enjoy a little bit of downtime before you get uh, back into the busy swing of spring, uh, and I look forward to talking to you again. Awesome, mate. Cheers, bro. I haven't actually spoken to Chris since uh, I think it was uh, Shiny Side Up 2020. Chris is a, an interesting character. He's been tied up with the movies, don't you know? He, uh, he's he got a bunch of photos of him in, in the middle of some desert somewhere uh, doing the Mad Max movies. Very cool guy. Love to sit down for a beer and a yarn with Chris. Well, that about wraps up the episode for this week. Thank you very much for listening. Love to have your input. We're chucking some um, challenges up on the Kiwi Rider Facebook and Instagram channel as well. We've done a, uh, a driveway challenge, a balance challenge. Uh, needless to say, I wasn't very good at it, but I wheeled the bike out onto the driveway, uh, jumped up on the pegs and tried to see how long I could balance on the bike without having to put a foot down. I got 1.8 seconds. Uh, needless to say, some people online did a way better job than me. But uh, jump on the Facebook and the Instagram, search Kiwi Rider Podcast and Kiwi Rider. Uh, we've got a new magazine coming out in a week or two. Um, and all the magazines are free online. Go to kiwirider.co.nz. You can uh, get all those magazines back for a few years even. Um, so that'll keep you busy while you're uh, you're locked inside. And hopefully the weather plays its part. Uh, and you can get outside and do a bit of gardening or something. Maybe clean the bike. I know I've cleaned my bike about five times. It's spotless. I can eat my breakfast off it. Um, but yeah, stay inside, wear a mask when you, when you go out, and um, hopefully we can kick this COVID bollocks uh, to the curb. This is Kiwi Rider Podcast, my name's Ray and thank you very much for joining me. If you want to get hold of me, uh, podcast at kiwirider.co.nz is the email address. Get hold of us on Facebook and Instagram as well, we're even on TikTok, creating a bit of content there as well. Keep the rubber side down, throttle on, and we'll catch you in seven days' time. Kiwi Rider.